Chats, a weekly podcast hosted by two long distance friends that have a shared love of candles. I'm Ashley and I'm joined by Diane. Diane, what are you burning? Hey, Ashley. So today I'm burning Ovro's Gaia Silk. It's a new candle that I just got recently and uh, I picked it up because I've been talking way too much about very specific candle brands like August and Pierce and Net. <laughs> I mean, they're good. You have good taste. Thank you. I picked it up because it does have a lot of notes that are in my wheelhouse, but it also has some ones that I thought were a little bit, some scents that I thought were a little bit odd, like odd to pair with it. It has notes of Palo Santo and Amber and Sandalwood, which are Mm. my three of my like top favorite ones. Three big ones. Yes. Three of my big ones. And then it has, which is really, really weird, white chocolate and vanilla. Oh, I know. I do like vanilla when it's not super sweet, when it's just like a little and when it's paired with like Palo Santo, I feel like that's nice. Yes. White chocolate. And so vanilla, I can kind of get behind because like you, when it's paired with sandalwood, it kind of like dulls down the sweetness of the vanilla and you just get Mm -hmm. that nice warmth coming through. Yes. Yeah. But the white chocolate was a new one for me. And I was just really intrigued because this could be my gateway into a gourmand because you Mm -hmm. and I are both not gourmand scent lovers. Yeah. And I actually really like it. I think this is a good layering scent. I'm burning it by itself right now, but I think that if I were to pair this with maybe a candle that has stronger notes of amber and sandalwood, that this candle would be like a nice compliment to it. Mm. I do think it's a little bit sweet for my nose on its own. But I I do really like it. I think it's interesting. I can definitely smell the vanilla and the white chocolate coming through. And then I do get that amber and sandalwood. Palo Santo has not hit me in the face yet. And I would really like it to just slap me. So (laughs) I'll give you an update later on in the episode if it starts to come through a little bit more. Yeah, let us know. (laughs) I will. What, What are you burning tonight? Okay, I picked this one up before doing my research on them and now Mm. I feel kind of bad okay it's from good dye young which is a hair color like dye hair dye company Mm -hmm. made by Haley Williams the lead singer of Paramore yeah so they had messaged me on Instagram a while back about sending me their candles and I was very excited and said yes, but I hadn't actually lit them. I just like put them in my dresser full of candles. And so I pulled all of them out today and like immediately trimmed the wick on one and like lit it up and was like, okay, I'm finally going to talk about them. And then I looked and they don't have any of them on their website anymore. Oh no. So I guess they all sold out. (laughs) And so now I feel bad, but I already had it lit. So I am burning darker days if you can find it anywhere. And all of their candles like a portion of the proceeds go to these like different programs, which is really great. Would have been great if you guys could purchase them, but I don't know, maybe they'll come back, but darker days. And it's cause I can't find them on their website. I don't really know what the fragrance notes are, but it's like the kind of scent that's right in my wheelhouse. It feels like very like warm and cozy and like there must be some woody scents in there, but I honestly can't tell you. It's Do you like it though? If the candle was still in stock, would you buy it again? I will say I have a bunch of other candles on, I'm in 
my dressing room. That's what I'm calling this room now. Mm-hmm. And I have a bunch of other candles on my vanity and I can, I can almost smell those more and they're not even lit. Okay. So this but, has a pretty mild scent. Yeah. It's being overpowered by some of the like luxury candles that I have on the vanity. Right. But it is nice. When I first had it going and didn't have anything else in here, I could smell it and it was nice. Oh, that's good. I, I feel like I should just tell you, I forgot to bring all of my candles into my office again. <laughs> I told you in the last one, it is imperative that we are surrounded by candles during our candle chats. <laughs> I mean, I do have a couple, but yeah, you're right. I need to bring them all in. <laughs> I have to tell you, like, I've been so excited that I've been not buying tons of candles, but that I've bought a couple that I wouldn't have bought if we weren't doing a podcast. And I'm so yeah, this excited. Is definitely enabling the candle purchases. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so excited for them to come in because I, when you asked me to do candle chats, my first thought was, well, dang, all I have is really right now that I burn all the time is really the, you know, my good old faithfuls that I've talked about in the last couple episodes that I, I won't mention their names again. Right. <laughs> Not this episode. Like a, we, we should have like a game. Like every time Diane mentions net, we take a shot. Oh my gosh. Everybody would be wasted by the yeah. end of our episode. Sorry guys. Okay. So since it is still early days for our podcast, I thought today in this episode, episode three, we would cover the basics. So we're going to talk basic candle care tips for anyone new to candles or curious about proper candle care. And we promise to try and make this fun and not like preachy, but you know, do what you want to do. If you don't want to trim your wicks, that's fine, but please trim your wicks. (laughs) (laughs) Always trim your wicks, guys. Always trim your wicks. But jumping right into it, I thought we would just go over some like basic candle terms that we throw around in every episode. And then hopefully we put all of these in our vocabulary and now we all know them moving forward. Yeah, this is a great idea, Ashley. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I mean, we (laughs) talked about it together. It's not just my idea. Okay, so jumping right in throw, I feel like that is the number one. Mm Mm-hmm word that if you've never heard it related to candles, you have no idea. And basically throw is just the scent projection. So a candle that has great throw means you can smell it throughout like your entire house or the whole room. You're not like really like sniffing to try and get a hit of the fragrance. So that's what throw is. And so the cold throw in this instance would be when the candle's unlit, how well can you smell it? And so, for example, today when I pulled my Overose Gaia Silk out of its box, I could smell it right away. But when it was sitting on my shelf behind me, because that's where I have my Kindle lit right now, and it was unlit, I couldn't smell it very much. But the minute I lit it, it like filled the room. So its burning throw is really strong, but its cold throw is good, not great. Yes. And then like this one I have going, the good die young, the cold throw of these other candles on my vanity is overpowering the hot throw of the one that's actually burning. Right. That's insane. Yeah. And so sometimes you just don't know until you take it home. It could smell amazing in the store on a shelf and then you get it home and it could be a dud. And sometimes you just randomly get a dud too. It just happens. And then another one that I feel like people don't inherently know is tunneling. And this happens when This can happen for a few reasons. It can be the candle's fault. It can be if you have like a weak wick or -hmm. it can be you're not burning the candle long enough. But tunneling is when you have residual wax around the edge of the vessel and it hasn't pooled evenly and you blow out the candle and then you have that like ridge of wax around it. And before I started following you on Instagram, I actually thought that candles tunneled regularly. I just thought that that's what they did. 
you're always going to have wax around the sides. And then when you actually taught us how to correct that tunneling, it changed the way that I burn candles. It really did. So I'm such a particular person, which Diane is learning by doing this podcast with me. Like I'm so particular and I'm, I'm wound very tight. Honestly, I just, am. <laughs> I, I feel like I have been since I was a kid. Okay. This is a little tangent, but like my best friend and I, we met when we were 14 years old and we would have a notebook that we would pass back and forth at school. So oh, we we'd had write in it. Really? Yeah. My best friend and I, but we didn't go to the same school. So We would pass it back and forth to each other when we saw each other. We would just like, we carried the notebook. We covered it with Starburst wrappers. Oh, we covered ours with like Ashton Kutcher and like (laughs) (laughs) whoever we thought was hot. We had like McDonald's chicken nuggets as one. We're like obsessed with chicken nuggets. Um, But we would pass it back and forth like between classes. And mine, like reading back at it, I'm like, wow, I have always been who I am. And she's always been who she's been. But it's like mine would be like so particular. And like you skipped a page of the notebook and now our notebook looks bad. And now we have to add these pictures. And like that's how like. I feel like it's pretty annoying, but whatever. I am who I am. Okay, and so now I'm that like way that with this too, podcast <laughs> and I'm that way with burning candles. Like I'm going to trim my wicks and I'm going to make sure it melts evenly every time. Like I'm not like, oh, I'm going to bed in an hour. I'm going to light a candle. No, I only light candles when I know I'm going to be home for like four to five hours. I'm not going to bed early. I'm not leaving the house. Like that's how particular I am. And I have like a jealousy for people that are like, free spirited. And my best friend is like that. She's very like free spirited. She like rarely trims her wigs. She'll light a candle for like 10 minutes and then blow it out. And like, I feel like that's really cool. And like, she's very like boho and like free spirited. I'm not like that. When I go to her house, I'm like, what are you doing? Like I will trim her wigs. I'm also the person that's like, when I stay at an Airbnb, I'm watering their plants. I'm like pruning their plants. If I see they have candles that aren't like burning evenly, I fix them. Like I'm just a particular person. Okay, same. (laughs) Okay, so obviously you guys see and hear, you you hear the finished product. You see the finished products of our Instagram photos and and our uploads and things like that. But Ashley sent over the edit for our last episode, episode two, and I asked her if I could edit it more. Because we are just that particular. <laughs> and so it's really funny when yeah. she says Diana's learning this about me because I think Ashley's learning learning this about me too, that I am so incredibly detail-oriented. So when she says things like, let's just use janky cutouts of our candles that we're burning this week, <laughs> my response is, I've told everybody that I'm a designer. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's the thing. It's like I'll allow myself to like have more freedom with certain things. So <laughs> I'm so particular with my own Instagram account, and I feel like I can't post things like willy-nilly or like on the fly because it bothers me but I don't want the candle chats Instagram account to be like that I want that to be more free-flowing and like look like a podcast Instagram and like most podcast Instagrams are just like rough cuts and stuff but like I get it that is your livelihood you know on a new iPhone it has the uh, the updated iOS or whatever you if you just like hold down on like the object in the photo it'll do like a cutout so I was making those and I was showing Diana and I was like these look great like I'm gonna post this to our Instagram and she was like please wait please wait and I'm like 10 minutes later you've made like one that's leaps and bounds better but I'm like oh this is this is totally fine <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I guess we all have our things we're like particular about. And I think it's good that you and I are both particular when it comes to like editing this podcast and stuff. Yeah, we're sharing would, the load. It would be very annoying if it was just one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a beast. I mean, you just don't realize that uh, yeah. like editing ourselves from three hours to 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. And yeah, I mean, I could talk about it for longer, but let's move on to our next <laughs> topic. So those are basic candle terms. Diane, can you think of any other like candle terms? I just thought of throw, cold throw tunneling. Uh, I know that we talk about top notes, base notes, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and middle notes or heart notes mm-hmm. a lot. And those are just the scents or the fragrances that you're going to smell at a certain time, right? Yeah. Some candles and most perfumes, when you look at them, the top notes are the notes that you're going to smell initially, but they're the ones that fade. Whereas the base notes are the ones that like stick around and ground it out, ground out the fragrance. So it's usually like the woody notes are the base notes and the top notes are like a citrus or something, but those don't linger. Right. So I'd say if you're looking for a candle or a perfume, look at the base notes or the mid notes as like the ones that are the meat of it. Yeah. So if you're looking at a candle and you go, I really love sandalwood, but I don't really love vanilla and vanillas at the base or at the heart of your candle, you may want to skip that candle and opt for Mm -hmm. a candle where you've got sandalwood at the base or at the heart. Okay, so we've talked about some terms, and then now we're going to jump into candle accessories, and we're just going to talk about whether we think these are worth it or not, and these are just our opinions, but top of the list for candle accessories is a wick trimmer. I absolutely think this is worth the investment, mm-hmm. and let me tell you why. So obviously most people own scissors, which work perfectly fine until you get like halfway through a candle, and then it's very hard to trim wicks. And we'll talk about why trimming wicks is important. Don't you worry. But a wick trimmer is nice because it has that flat part around the edge. So you can you can get in deep to a candle vessel. And then when you snip off the top part that like mushrooms out after you burn it, it'll collect those pieces and they won't drop into the wax. Whereas scissors, it'll drop into the wax when you, once you get down lower into the vessel. And with wick trimmers, you have so many options. Like you could go onto Amazon and get a wick trimmer for six bucks. Mm -hmm. You could shop from a smaller boutique and they're usually around $15. You can shop from PF Candle Co. They have them available. I think they're like $18. And I have that promo code Hosmer for 15% off if you want to shop PF Candle. But yeah, you have a lot of options. And then there are higher end wick trimmers too. I've never tried a really expensive wick trimmer. Like I know Diptyque and I know Net both have wick trimmers that are like over $30. Wicks are very soft. I think any wick trimmer you get is going to work perfectly fine. But if you want to get a luxury one, go for it. If you want to get a cheap one, go for it. I've had the same one for at least 10 years. No issues. And so what do you think about a wick dipper? I personally think that wick dippers are a must. So wick dipper is something I just got into probably like a year, year and a half ago. And I really like a wick dipper. I'd say if you are somebody who's particular, it's a must. If you're somebody who's like easy breezy, it's definitely not. (laughs) But what a wick dipper is, if you're not even sure what it is, it's basically just like a piece of metal and the tip of it is curved. It looks like a tiny little hook or like a long like crochet needle. It looks like that, but it's metal. So there are a couple purposes for them. The main purpose is to, once you're extinguishing a candle, is to dip the wick in the wax. And then like you don't have that smoke filling the air and it really puts it out in a nice way. I'd say that the only time that's annoying is if 
the wick has mushroomed a lot when you've, when you've like had it lit, if you go to dip it out, then that mushroom, those like bits will get in the wax, but the dipper is nice. Cause it's like that hooked thing. So you can fish out those pieces. Yeah. So I do like it for fishing out pieces. Cause sometimes that just happens when you have a candle burning and you want to get them out again, if you're a particular person like me. Same. <laughs> so that's nice to like go fishing, get out the pieces. I also really like it. Sometimes if you've had a candle burning a long time or just a candle that you get from a company, the wick can be slightly off center and that affects the burn. Mm-hmm. I like a wick dipper because you can use that to move the wick over when it's lit and when that wax is melted. So for me, it's worth it. Have I found mine since we've moved to Portland? No. So I haven't used it all that time. I don't know where I put it. Oh my Um, gosh. I guess I should buy another one. They're so (laughs) cheap. You could buy another one. I think mine cost me like four or $5. What about a snuffer? How do you feel about a snuffer? So I don't personally care for snuffers. I prefer a wick dipper. I would buy a snuffer to set on a countertop or a ledge or a shelf next to a candle just for the accessory of it, right? So I don't think that snuffers are a a necessary candle accessory. I think that they're a luxury and that they look good sitting next to my candle. Yeah. I have owned snuffers in the past, but my problem is that I always get wax on it. Same. And then you have wax on it and then you can't put it down right away. Cause then the wax will get on like your countertop. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of annoying. Honestly, I know a lot of people use them and like them more power to you. I don't own one. I feel like the only way I would ever own one is if I found one that was so beautiful and like aesthetically pleasing that I wanted to display and I'd probably still not even use it. I just have it to display. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like them for display only. Yeah, so not really worth it in my opinion. But an accessory that I do think is worth it is chargeable lighters. What do you think? I love chargeable lighters, yeah. I gift those to people all the time. It's exactly what it sounds like, a lighter that you can charge (laughs) and use forever. And it just like, it sparks on the, on the tips on these, like, it looks like a tiny little taser and it It like sparks on the end. Yeah. And it just lights the candle. It's amazing. I love them. I've gifted them to so many people. You can get it in any color. I get them from, oh, I get them from a company called like USB Candle Company. Oh, me too. I'll link to the to the chargeable lighter that we both use in our show notes so you guys can easily get to it. And they have coupon codes all the time. I've never purchased one full price. So yeah, definitely. I think that's worth it. I also, you know, I'm a person that loves matches and like unique lighters too. So like any kind of thing like that, a, a match, a lighter, a chargeable lighter, I like them all. Yeah, me too. I do have like the CV candle came with a lighter. So I have that one mm, and I have another that's my one. my favorite I, one. Yeah. And I have many, many matchbooks, but mm-hmm. the the way that I light my candles 95% of the time is going to be with a rechargeable electric lighter. 100% same. Okay. So you have a candle warmer. I, I do, do not. Can you talk about a candle warmer? Yeah. So I actually have a wax warmer, not a candle warmer. Okay. And they work really similarly. I have a wax warmer and the reason that I bought it was because when you dig the excess wax out of your candles at the end of a burn, I didn't want to just toss that wax because sometimes it's still good. And sometimes there's a lot. Yeah, especially if you're burning candles the way you're supposed to, where you're leaving half an inch to an inch in that vessel and then you're disposing of the of the wax. I like to dig that wax out 
and pop it in a candle warmer until I can't smell it anymore. And then I throw that wax away or I use it for various things around the house if I need to, like, you know, if there's like squeaky hinges and things like that, you can put a little bit of wax on them. Oh, I feel like that's very like old timey of you, like (laughs) (laughs) pre-electricity. Pre-electricity, that's me. Uh, Well, I do live in the country, right? (laughs) You're like in a Victorian dressing gown with your wax, like putting it on the hinges. (laughs) With my bifocals. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. But actually, I was getting ready to give it away because I am downsizing a lot of the things that I own in preparation for my move to London. And I went to open one of my beloved Augustine Pierce candles, which I had bought a couple of months ago. And I was so in love with Muse that I had not lit this candle yet. I had not even pulled it out of the box. And so when I pulled it out of the box and I unwrapped the candle, the candle just fell apart. And so it was too late. That's and devastating. It was devastating. The vessel was broken. The vessel was broken. It was too far since the time that I had purchased the candle to reach out to Augustine Piers and ask for a replacement. It had been about two months. And so instead, I just chopped the wax up into usable portions. And I've been warming it in a candle warmer or in a wax warmer. And I think that if you are somebody who is looking to use wax that way, like you are someone who you prefer raw wax over like a wax in a vessel, like a candle. I think uh, wax warmers are really great. Do I think that they're a necessity? No, I prefer a burning candle to a wax warmer just because you can burn them. In my opinion, you can burn them for longer periods of time. And I like a little bit of that smokiness that you get from burning Mm -hmm. an actual candle. And it's the whole event of burning a candle yeah. right it's like the it's like ritual. the whole vibe it like has that like warmth and that like yes. flicker it's nice yeah it's the ritual and the ambiance that you create when burning a candle that i enjoy so i think wax warmers are good for people who maybe you have a scent sensitivity to like that specific smoky feel maybe you don't want to inhale like that smoky feel wax warmers are great but i don't think that they're a necessity by any means yeah, my mom was really into Scentsy. Do you know what that is? I do. I have a couple of friends who really like Scentsy. My mom was super into it. She would go to parties. I mean, she had yeah. the way, I mean, I definitely get my like obsessive kind of personality, a little bit hoarder kind of personality from my mom. <laughs> um, so she was very into like Scentsy and like wax warmers. And she used to have one. She literally would have one in every single room. Oh my god! And gosh. every single room had a different scent going and like... Too Mom, much. if you're listening, I'm sorry. It was like instant headache. It was a lot. <laughs> but it was great for her because she didn't like having candles burning and she had two dogs and right. she didn't want them to like get into it or anything to happen. It's also good if you want to have like scent going throughout the night. You don't really, you don't light a candle and go to bed. But if you have a warmer, that's a good option. Yeah. Also same with like diffusers. So yeah, I think this is a nice to have item, but not a necessity. Yeah. And the other thing is that I just find wax warmers, like you can put a candle anywhere in your house in the middle of a room and light it, right? Like, mm-hmm. but a scent warmer needs to be in near, much an like outlet. a diffuser. It needs to be near an outlet, usually. I mean, some diffusers now are, are mobile. If you have the Move diffuser from Vitruvi, you don't need that. And you can use the promo code Ashley Hosmer for 20% off. That wasn't even on our agenda, but that was a perfect segue (laughs) I was gonna say that's such a good plug like I I didn't even mean to take you there and yet I did and I'm so proud of myself for that I took it yeah that was great I really do love Vitruvi too they're the only diffusers I use 
I really love Vitruvi too. And one of the things that I was very upset about when I was planning mm-hmm. on moving was that, you know, like all my American plugged items, they're not going to work in UK outlets. And so I was looking high and low for like replacement plugs, UK plugs for my Vitruvi diffusers, because I have two and I didn't want to leave them because I love them so much. And I just realized that their new diffusers are actually USB-C connected. Wait, yeah. I think you're, you are right. Yeah. yeah. The um, move that I have is like that. Yeah. But they're regular. like clicking for me as Their regular <laughs> ceramic ones are too, not just their move diffusers, oh, but the ones that like live ne- near an outlet. And mm-hmm. so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to gift the two that I have to my mother and sister, and then I'm going to buy myself a Vitruvi, a new Vitruvi diffuser when I make it to oh, England yeah, because are. they offer the UK plug options. So, and you're going to use promo code Ashley Hosmer for 20% off. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. Wait, have you tried slow dance from them? That yes, scent? I, I have my it. Favorite. I love it's it. My I'm favorite that they've it. ever made. Yeah. And they too. have it for holiday, but I don't think it's overtly holiday. No, it's not. Right. It's just like so cozy. It has enough in it that I think like if you're someone like me where you love layering scents, it, mm-hmm. You could definitely layer it with something that is overtly holiday, like a balsam fir or, you know, like a t- yeah. like Times has essential oils for diffusers and you could layer it with their like oh, balsam fir scents. Yeah, it's so good. And then it would be like a really punchy holiday scent. But I think on its own. Yeah, I mean, but I'm also the type of person who I burn like fall candles in the middle of July Right. Me too. Or I like mean, fall candles are like my wheelhouse candles that I like all the time. Same. Fall and winter yeah. candles. Like I want to smell like a Christmas tree in April. Done. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's a great plug, but I really I love the trophy. And the yeah, slow dance is genuinely that is my favorite one and I think it should be around year round. I yeah. It should just be holiday. I know that on the surface level, you might go to Vitruvi's website and you'll look at their diffusers and you'll look at their scents and you'll say, ah, they're a little expensive. I could get something cheaper at say a target, but honestly, their diffusers are so good. And slow dance is by far the most intricate, like mm-hmm. combination of essential oils that I've ever smelled. I, yeah, I love it hundred percent. Okay. I'm just going to talk about this a little bit more since we Please have do. gone here in the same vein of like a candle warmer is good. Cause you can have scent throughout the day. You can leave the house and not worry about like having a lit candle. That's what a diffuser is. And it's yeah. great if you want scent while you're sleeping, or if you just want scent for like an hour with a candle, it, again, if you're like a free spirited person and want to tunnel your candles, you can light a candle for like an hour. If you're somebody like me or Diane, who's like very particular about the burn, you're not going to light a candle for just an hour, but you can have a diffuser going for an hour, or you can use a candle warmer for an hour. And so like, I feel like a lot of people will message me anytime I promote Vitruvia, like, but do you really like diffusers? The answer is yes. And I think I have different purposes for them. Yeah, I use diffusers like when I'm going to bed, I always light my diffuser right before I go to bed. And Mm -hmm. it and I depending on the day, I'll like put a different scent in there. And when we have people over for events or things like that, where having a candle may be a hazard, 
I'm going to mm-hmm. light my diffusers and not light. I'm sorry. I'm not going to light my diffusers. <laughs> I'm going to light fire. it up. <laughs> I'm going to put lighter fluid in my diffuser. I'll, I'll turn my diffusers on. And the best part about diffusers, in my opinion, is that you can cater your scent to the space that you're in. So if you're mm-hmm. in a wide open space, you might use 20 drops of that slow dance essential oil blend. Right. But if yeah, you're you in control the throw, basically. Yeah. And let's say you're in a bathroom, you could use five drops and mm-hmm. that or if you're somebody who has a really sensitive nose or you have a partner who has a really sensitive nose and let's say that candles are just not an option for you scent diffusers are an incredible alternative to candles because like ashley's saying you control the throw and it's just 10 out of 10 recommend vitruvi diffusers especially because they have multiple options for like intermittent scent uh projection you know like we'll, mm-hmm. where you'll get that like intermittent puff of scent they have ones that are like full like long lasting for a certain amount of time they have i think it's three hours and eight hours for the regular diffusers the ones that are next to an outlet i'm not sure how the move works ashley could talk more about that yeah i think most of their settings are like four hours or eight hours or like four six eight but yeah you can turn them on and off willy-nilly Okay, so similar to like a wax warmer and a diffuser is a candle lamp, which is something new to me. I just got one fairly recently, so I've only been using it like a month, month and a half. But it's so cute. It's so cute. I'll link to some of these too. But it looks like a little lamp. I'm like doing like a hand motion. Like it has like a a hanging lamp shade. Yeah. And it has a base. You have to plug it in. But Basically, you don't light a candle. You just put your candle on it. And then the light bulb is such a high heat or high intensity that it melts the top layer of wax the way it would if you had it lit, but it's not lit. Yeah, I don't have a candle lamp yet, but the minute that I saw one uh, from that Mallory had from Reserve mm-hmm. Home, I knew that I wanted a candle lamp and I have yeah, resisted. Yeah, they make cute ones now. Yeah, I know. I've resisted because that's going to be one of my first purchases in London is like a candle lamp. I will say, I wish that there was like a small niche brand that made candle lamps. And I looked, all the candle lamps I saw were either on Amazon or like, Alibaba. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they're a fairly new, like, idea. Yeah, Yeah, and, like, there are ones on Etsy, but they're coming from China. They're all coming from China, it seems like. So I haven't been able to find one from a company that I, like, love supporting, which is a bummer. But they're cute. They work well. And this transitions right into our candle care. So in this section of the podcast, this segment, we're going to talk about like basic candle care. And one of them is tunneling. How do you fix tunneling? And I recently had a candle that I lit that just had like minimal residual wax, like maybe a quarter of an inch on the sides. And I could have used foil, but I was like, oh, let me see if my candle lamp works. So after I extinguished it, like the next day, put it on the candle lamp and it melted that residual wax. How long so did nice. it take to so melt easy. it? I actually made a TikTok about it, so I know it was an hour and 15 minutes. That's amazing. I saw the TikTok, but I couldn't remember if you had said in the TikTok how long it took. And yeah. I and I feel like when I use the foil trick, for those of you who have been around Ashley's Instagram for long enough, you know that like she uses this like foil volcano to correct her candles, and I do too. But sometimes I feel like depending on the way that the candle burns naturally, like if it's sort of a candle that has like a crappy burn, that foil trick takes a really long time. Like it'll take me mm-hmm. a couple of burns to get it that way. So it's really interesting that you say that a candle lamp fixed that in an hour and a half. Because, because it's just, it's that high heat yeah. light bulb and it's directly over it. So it's 
getting that whole surface area, unless you have like a giant candle. We've talked about what tunneling is. One way to correct it is with that candle lamp and it works pretty well. Another thing is what Diane was like touching on earlier, which is using foil. But I know people have been like hit or miss with this, but let's just touch on it quickly. Yeah. So you get your foil. You want to make sure it's wrapped around the vessel completely. And the, the point of the foil is that it's holding that heat in and it's making the sides of the vessel hot when you wrap it around the candle. And that's what's going to have that residual wax the tunneling melt is like trapping that heat in there but it's important to have a hole for the smoke to go out and whatever so you would only use foil towards the end of your burn you wouldn't light your candle and immediately put the foil because it would take so long for that heat to build up Mm -hmm. so towards the end if you just have like a bit of residual wax that's when you would use it this does not work if there's like a wall of wax because then that wax would start melting and flood the wick so you want to use this as soon as you see it happening And it also wouldn't work if your candle is like a dud and you have a weak wick. I've had candles like that where the wicks just aren't very good. And you know that you have a weak wick if that flame on the wick is not growing. If it's a very, very tiny flame and it just stays that way, then it's a weak wick. But if you have a candle lamp, this is the perfect time to break out that candle lamp and put your candle under it, right? Exactly. Okay, so basic candle care. We talked about tunneling. Hopefully this gives you options now. And also I feel like I have made like an army of like candle snobs and like, it's okay if it tunnels a little bit, it's okay. It's when you have like a, that thick wall, it's just wasted wax then. And you're paying for the wax when you buy a candle, but that's how you correct tunneling. I have found that it also doesn't burn as well. If you have that thick wall of wax, because it's always just burning that center. And so, like you said, you're wasting the wax. But also, if you have something like a glass vessel, you're going to see that wall of wax the entire time. It's also okay to be snobby. You spent your money on this. And whether you spent $20 or $70, this is a candle that you invested in. And if it's a hobby of yours, you're trying to use as much of it as you can or enjoy it for as long as possible. And so why would you not take that one small extra step to wrap foil around your candle to prevent it from tunneling, right? Or burn it, just burn it long enough the first time. That's a good point too. So a lot of people, I opened up our Instagram, like ask us any questions you have. And a lot of people ask, how long should you have a candle lit? And the simple answer is until it melts evenly and all that wax at the top pools evenly. Mm -hmm. And that's different for every candle. So if you have a single wick candle in a large vessel, it might take seven hours. If you have a really slim vessel with a single wick, it might take four hours. If you have a triple wick, it might take three hours. So you just want to keep an eye on it because you also, once it's gotten to the point where it's melted evenly, you don't want it to keep going for too long because you don't want the vessel to overheat. So just keep an eye on it. It's not super serious, but don't leave it burning for like 10 hours. That's too long. And to that end too, the first burn is going to be the one that you're most invested in, right? Because that's yeah, the burn the that will burn dictate. Yeah, the first burn is the most important. Yeah, because it's the burn that will dictate all the other burns behind it. So if you know that you have a party to get to in an hour, put that candle under your candle lamp or or flip <laughs> your diffuser on. But yeah. you know, don't light a brand new candle, especially one that you've invested time and energy in to like find pick out and buy 
Yeah, a bunch of things dictate how long it'll take, like the kind of wax, the kind of wick, the size of the vessel, how many wicks. So you never know really going in until you do the first burn. So I only light candles for the first time when I know I'll be around for a while, like all day, basically. Right. I feel like sometimes when I talk about candles, it sounds so serious, but it should be a fun thing too. It should be. This is just to enjoy it to the best potential, but... If you're a free-spirited person, that's totally fine, too. I wish I was a little more (laughs) free-flowing. Yeah, I I do think that the people listening to this podcast, though, are probably either beginner candle lovers, right, who are looking to start trying different scents or brands, and they they have a, a respect for, like, the price that they paid for their candles, or they're more experienced candle lovers who are looking... For those little tricks that we have that yeah. make that make the burn experience better. So I don't think that you saying you want to be around for three to four hours for that first burn is like us taking it too seriously. I think that's like to be expected with a podcast called Candle Chats, right? Like we're going to take this point. seriously. I mean, it's, yeah. It's All a hobby. It's talking about candles, so we better care. Right? It's a <laughs> hobby, but we're going to take it seriously, much like we take yeah. our puzzling seriously. Like, don't give me I any of those puzzle. cheap $5 puzzles, baby. I want no. a thick cut matte <laughs> exterior puzzle experience, like from piecework. Mm-hmm. That's like the type of experience I want, just like candles. Like, don't come at me with any of this cheap candle okay, stuff. Okay, wait. Have you tried Lipuzz? No. They're really fun. I like them. They're very thick. They're huge though. Like they take up so much space, but they also do not like, I don't know what they're called in like puzzle terms because I'm not as into puzzles as I am candles, but they do like, like funky shapes. They're not just like your traditional puzzle shapes, which is like, it's fun, but it's, it's harder too, because some of them have flat edges, but they're like a middle piece because they're all just like cut wonky. Okay. But so, their puzzles are fun and they're thick and they also, they, um, they don't have the dust, the puzzle dust. Oh you know? yeah, 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 yeah. They don't have that. So my nice. best friend, when I told her that I was getting really into puzzles for one birthday or Christmas, she got me a puzzle call from the Magic Puzzle Company and mm, they have I've you wanting to try they them. are incredible because they have hidden puzzle endings. So you put yeah. your puzzle together and then you have to move it again and to like create the ending visually i don't like the look of their puzzles right but that factor makes me want it yeah but i love like peace pork lipa's ordinary habit yes those three puzzle companies their boxes are so beautiful too that they're nice to display yeah this could be like just like you know maybe a better name for this podcast could have been like cozy chats and we just like have like cozy chats right but i guess about i can everything. talk about whatever we want to talk about it's our podcast it's our podcast well i mean and every of- episode we'll do what we're burning One of my favorite things to do, especially when trying to correct the burn of a candle, is to break out a puzzle and light a candle. Because with a puzzle, I'm the type of puzzler that if I start a puzzle, I have to finish it. So I dedicate like the weekend to this puzzle and I sleep two hours because someone has forced me to bed. Right. And then I wake up bright and early and I finish that puzzle the next morning. So I am someone who I'm going to be sitting there puzzling for eight hours. I literally dream about puzzles when I'm puzzling. Like when I'm like into it, I'll have dreams about like fitting the pieces together to the point where I'm like, am I okay? (laughs) 
And I'm also somebody who like picks the puzzle for the candle too. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm sorry that I derailed us with puzzles, but I just no. I love it because I love okay. puzzles too. Good. And may- you know what? Maybe one day if we ever have like mini episodes or we run out of candle stuff to talk about, we just do cozy chats and talk about cozy things because like, I love that's that. really the main brand is like cozy. Yeah. So we've talked about tunneling. We've talked about how long to burn one. The other big one is trimming your wicks. Yeah. And we, we actually say this at the end of every episode because of how important it is to Ashley and I. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're just getting into candles, this is the one thing that I feel like everyone should really be doing because it's for a multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. Right. If you take nothing else away from this episode, I mean, not from this episode, but like from our candle chats in general, it's to trim your wicks. And the reason mm-hmm. for this is because it it affects the quality of the burn that you have, like the length of the wick that you start with. But also it can be dangerous to leave your wicks too long. That flame can become too, too high. And you also get things like mushrooming soot, the risk of your vessel breaking or bursting because it's too hot at the top where there is no wax to like insulate yeah, it. I feel like a lot of people will send me videos on TikTok or whatever of candles bursting and they'll be like, be careful. And I'm, I'm like, I know why that's happening. It's happening because yeah. they didn't properly care for their candle or they had it lit way too long. Yes. But yeah, if you don't trim your wicks, those flames can get huge. Yeah. And it's, you have like a contained flame. You do, you so. do. And especially in something like a glass vessel, because mm-hmm. um, ceramic vessels absorb heat in a way that glass does not, right? And glass expands. So when it comes in contact with heat. And so that's why when we say trim your wicks, it's not like it's cute and it's funny when we say it, but it's also us being very, very serious. If you can do one thing to preserve the safety of your candle burn experience, as well as just the quality of your candle burn experience, trim your wicks. Like let's say $8 for a wick trimmer is just too much for you. That's okay. Don't buy a wick trimmer. Use scissors. It's fine. You know, if you can't afford a wick dipper or you don't like the look of them, you don't need a wick dipper. If nothing else, trim your wicks. Sorry, I went on a rant. No, but I was going to say, I only ever trim my wicks right before I light my candle. I don't trim them when the wax is still hot. So even if you're using scissors and you like those mushroom tips of the wick break off, you can just flip your candle over and shake it over the trash and get them out of there. Yeah. And if you, you're, you're using scissors and you like puncture the top of the wax and it makes a little divot, it's okay because you're going to light your candle again. Yeah. But yeah, trim your wicks. It's the easiest thing to do. And there are so many benefits and it's literally why every single candle you order online comes with a little thing. That's like trim your wicks because it really is that important. And the optimal length is a quarter of an inch. We're not saying bring your ruler out and like check it. We're just saying like if you're getting to that point where your wick is really, really high above your candle and just if you get into the habit of doing it between each burn, you know, you go to burn a candle, part of burning that candle, much like you need to grab your your lighter, right? Like you're going to grab your scissors too and it's just part Mm -hmm. of the experience. That's why it's our sign off. (laughs) It is. That's why it's so important. Another thing to do with wicks is centering wicks, which we touched on a little bit with the wick dipper. And it's important to have a wick that's centered because then it melts evenly. Right. And if you ever get a candle in the mail and it's wildly off center, I mean, you can complain to the company you bought it from and like try to get a replacement one. But once you light it and once you have enough wax that's melted, you can use a wick dipper or something to center the wick and it'll 
just create an optimal burn. And one of the biggest perpetuators of like tunneling, I would say, is off-center wicks mm-hmm. or or vessels that have one wick when they need two or two wicks mm-hmm. when they really need three. Another Candle Care 101, sort of like if you take nothing else away from this episode, where you burn your candles is really important. So the surface of which you are burning your candles, super, super important. So if you don't want to scorch your your surfaces, let's say you're burning it on a table or something, use a coaster. That's a really good thing to get in the habit of doing is if you're burning a candle, you're burning it on top of something that is between your surface and your and the bottom of your candle. Yeah, anytime I light a candle, I have a coaster, I have my wick trimmer, I have my lighter. These are just all things that are like always around when I'm lighting a candle. Ashley, can you tell us the best way or like your foolproof way of cleaning out your vessel and reusing it? Yeah. So I do this with all my candles that I finish, even if I'm just going to recycle it, because I don't think you can recycle it if there's residual wax in there. Right. But there are a few ways that you can clean out a vessel. You can put it in the oven and melt the wax and then pour the wax out. I've seen a lot of people do that. The way that I like the most, and I have a little like tutorial on this, so I'll link to it in the show notes, is I get boiling hot water from a tea kettle. I pour it to the top of the vessel after I've extinguished the candle, and you just let it sit there. You can let it sit there overnight, and that wax will rise to the top because the water is so hot, it's like boiling it. So the wax will rise to the top. It'll harden if you let it sit long enough, and then you can literally just pull it out. And then just with a spoon or something, you get that little metal casing that had the wick. Scrape that right off, and it's good to go. This is also what I was talking about when I talked about having a like a wax warmer. This is what I do at the end of my burns is I pop that little wax out that Ashley's talking about and I pop it in a wax warmer and I prolong the smell for a while, the scent. So Diana and I covered some basic candle care and then I put an ask out there on Instagram for some of your burning questions. So I'm going to read through some of those now. Mindy asks, besides makeup storage, what do you use the vessels for when you clean them out? Uh, my favorite way to use vessels is as small planters. I like to give them as gifts to people who I know like plants. I like saving them for little planters. I also, I like using them for like bits and bobs, especially if it's a vessel that has a top on it. Net, um, a brand that we've talked about a lot, they have created their vessels to be reused as like food safe containers. And so I have used one of my Barbie Dreamland candles from Net as a coffee mug. Uh, Those are my favorite ways to reuse candle uh, vessels, depending on what they are. Yeah, I use them for like travel perfume vials. It's really just for like wrangling things. So like wick trimmer, wick dipper, and my rechargeable lighter in. It's just like wrangling things. All right. And then Jesse asked about different wax types, which is a great question. So I'm just going to run through them. Yeah. So The lowest of the low, the one you want to avoid is paraffin wax, which is the one that like Bath and Body Works uses. I feel like no real like independent, like small makers use paraffin wax, but like big companies, like I think even Byredo uses paraffin wax because it has really great like scent projection. It has great throw, but it is the worst wax you can use. It's toxic. It's just not a good wax. A lot of like target home goods kind of candles have paraffin wax too. That's not great. And then I'd say the most common form of wax that you're going to find is soy wax, which comes from soybeans. It's friendlier than paraffin wax, but 
I mean, okay. So now people are upset about like the farming of soybeans. So it's not as sustainable as some other options, but it's a cleaner option than paraffin for sure. And it's, it's probably what most of the candles you pick up are going to be made from. Yeah. And then you have coconut wax. Coconut wax is like the cleanest. It's, I think it's the best. It melts really evenly and beautifully. It is a more expensive kind of wax. I feel like a lot of places you're going to find like a blend of waxes, but I really like coconut wax. Yeah, I would say that I live in Florida and the candles that I order that are soy or a blend of soy and coconut, when I receive them, they're not shiny on the top. They haven't melted at all. My coconut wax candles, like pure coconut wax candles, always sort of um, sweated a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you won't get sometimes that they don't like full on melt, but they do get like a little sheen on top. They get a little oily depending on which vessel it is. That vessel will feel a little oily on the outside if it's a porous vessel. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind, too, is that coconut wax, while we love it the most because it gives, in our opinion, really even burns and it's like the most luxurious. It's also one that if you're in a hot climate and you're ordering those candles by mail and they come to your doorstep, don't leave them out for four or five hours, you know, in, in a mailbox or doorstep. Yeah. And then I have people ask me about beeswax a lot. I've never encountered a scented candle that's beeswax. There are a lot of like pillar candles made from beeswax or tapers. And I think that is a really beautiful option for something like that. But I just, I have not found them in a scented candle. If you know of a brand that makes them, let me know because I would love to try it, but I haven't found it. So those are the different wax options. What makes a candle a luxury candle? Oh, I think that's a, there's a combination, right, of like defining a luxury candle. And I think for for depending on who you are, it's going to differ from person to person. I think luxury is a very um, subjective term. But in Definitely, my opinion, yeah. a luxury candle is dictated first and foremost by the quality of the ingredients. So are they sustainable? Are they safe? Are they clean? When I think of luxury candles that we really, really enjoy, these are candles that have a strong punch of a fragrance, um, the vessel. So it's not necessarily dictated by the size of the candle, but by the punch of the candle and the quality of the vessel. For example, I know we've talked about them a lot, but net, they have two different vessels, glass vessels and ceramic vessels. And so that like, you can just tell when you are holding a net candle versus a Bath and Body Works candle, for example, both are glass. Bath and Body Works is much larger, but the net candle is just above and beyond. The The labeling is above and beyond. The box is, I mean, net is the most sustainable candle brand that we've talked about ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they use they seaweed. They really set the standard. Yeah, yeah. They use seaweed ink, which costs an incredible amount of money. Um, their boxes are all, like their packaging is all recycled shoe boxes. So they've really cared about like the sustainability of their footprint. And um, I mean, that's why she even started net. She loved what, she loved luxury candles so much, but couldn't find clean ones. Yeah. So actually when I think of luxury candles, a lot of them actually aren't clean. Ned is really the only luxury candle brand I know that is like cares so much about the ingredients and being clean. But really when I think of luxury, it's like the price point is a luxe price point. Yeah. And it's really the, like the composition of the candle in terms of the scent like they're layered in a way where they use like master perfumers to come up with the scents and they have those top mid and base notes. Yes. So like Byredo is a luxury candle, 
but they mm-hmm. use paraffin wax and like the vessels kind of jank, honestly, like the ones I've gotten, those like true. air bubbles on them are like trash, yeah. but the scent profiles are so unique to them. They're made mm-hmm. by master perfumers. So it's like, that is a luxury yeah. candle, even though it's not the best ingredients. Another one would be like diptyque and they've just been around for such a long time. There are scents that are like, now you can find like a ripoff for Bayes, which is their like number one seller, right? You can find that in something else, but they started it. They're still a luxury candle brand. Yeah. No, you're, so you're it's, right. It's kind of hard. Like you could, you could think something is luxury and I don't, you know, but for me, it's usually price point and, and scent. What matters more in achieving a clean burn, the wax or the vessel? I mean, both really. Cause for like Lilabo, it's a vessel. You're not going to get a clean burn because that vessel shape tapers in. So it just inherently in that shape, you're going to get sit on it because it tapers in. It's just so dumb. But then also like the ingredients matter. So with a coconut one, you'll get a cleaner burn than a paraffin. Right. So it's both. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about some of our favorite fall candles, but before we do that, a friend of the pod, Caroline Moss, she is the host of the podcast G Thanks Just Bought It. She just came up with this like incredible, like if you guys like my Google Doc, you're going to love her shop hub. It is a Google Doc that has all of her like promo codes in it. And I think she has seven candle promo codes right now. That's incredible. I'll put it in the show notes so we can all see it, but it's really incredible. She breaks it down by category. She has all the promo codes in here in one spot. You can like control F to find what you're looking for. She has the details of the promo codes when they expire. Like she put so much thought and so much work into this and she has seven candle brands in there right now. So she has promo codes for candles like hotel lobby, which was actually one of the questions somebody sent in. I forgot to put it in our agenda, but somebody asked if their candles were worth it. I have never tried Hotel Lobby, but so many people I know have and recommend them. I feel like they're good. Hotel Lobby, if you want to send us some. We're interested. Yeah, but so she has a promo code for them for 20% off. She has promo codes for Juicier, which is the candle that I was burning in the last episode. They make dupe candles, so they have a dupe for Santal and for Baccarat Rouge and other kind of like well-known fragrances. She has one for Lake and Sky. She has one for Nest. She has one for Bossy Pants candles. And she has one for a candle company I've never heard of called Decluttered. So you can find all of that in the show notes here and it's in Caroline's shop hub and it's just amazing and if you haven't listened to her podcast you should I was a guest on her podcast and it's part of what made me want to have my own podcast because it was just so fun talking to her and I also met her in LA right before I moved she came to my home and bought some she bought candle bags for me she bought some parachute for me and she bought plants for me and we bonded like immediately and I was like damn I'm moving and this is so sad because we would have like hung out and I feel like we would have been the best of friends but now we're just you know like text buddies but I love Caroline and I love that she did this that's amazing so let's get into our fall favorite candles yeah so originally we were going to do like fall favorite candles for this episode. And then I was like, wait, we got to get back to basics and just like cover these like basic candle terms and like basics like that. So I changed it. So now we each picked one candle brand and we're going to say our favorite fall scents from them. So Diane, what's your favorite or what's one of the candle brands you really like with some good fall scents? Yeah. So I really like, especially with the holidays coming up, I really like the candle brand Otherland 
They're a really great brand because, um, I mean, their packaging is always on point. They're great for gifting. Their candles are on the more affordable side. Um, so their candles run about $36 a piece. Their packaging is so good. It, I yeah. gift them more than any other candle. They're also really accessible because you can find them in a lot of bigger stores and websites. But if you specifically purchase through Otherland, you can actually customize the box. So Mm -hmm. you can um, write like a note if it's for a birthday or for Christmas to somebody. With a lot of candle brands, they'll do collections and you can like order the core collection or something where you order three specific candles and you don't really get to pick the ones. You just like pick the family of candles or like the collection. But with other lamps, you can fully customize the candles that you order. So I really like that. I think that their vessels are simple, but the artwork that they have on the labels are really, really pretty. And my favorite fall scent candle from Otherland is Spice It Up, which is from their Homestead collection. And it is a hickory wood, pink peppercorn, and brown sugar blend. Yeah. And I love that they come out with different collections. The Homestead one is my favorite one they have ever done because it has Spice It Up and it also has Sriracha Rose. And those two are like very, very high up for me. They both smell so good, but they're unique. There's like no other candle that I can compare them to. They're just great. So what about you? What's your like one candle company, one candle for fall? It's a candle company we have mentioned in every single episode so far, I think, (laughs) but it's net. I'm not going to wax poetic about them because we've talked about them so much in every episode and even (laughs) earlier in this own episode, but I just think they are really paving the way. They're luxury candles. They're clean. Everything about them is just what I love. They Think about every single detail. You can repurpose them. They feel special. Yeah, so it's got to be net. But So I took out three of them that I think are really great for fall specifically. One of them is chai milk. Mm. I feel like I can put my whole face into it because they're pretty big too. They're double wick. They're in that ceramic vessel that felt and fat makes. Okay, so chai milk is one that I wouldn't have ordered if I just saw it online. Because I would have thought, oh, it's too sweet. It's like gourmand, you know, like I'm Mm -hmm. not into it. It says like a perfect steaming hot chai latte on a chilly fall day. And I love chai and I love a chilly fall day, but it's not one that I would have bought because I would have thought, oh, it's like probably really sweet. Yeah. I think that's why I haven't bought it yet. It is sweet, but because it's net and they work with master perfumers, they do such a good job balancing their scents. So it's not just sweet. And it really is like so warm and cozy and it has notes of sandalwood patchouli in there. So it kind of grounds it and makes it so it's just not like overtly sweet. Man, stop trying to get me to buy another net candle. (laughs) We all know what's going to happen. So another one I love is Queen and it has notes of honey, hay and heliotrope. And it is another one that if I just read the description online, I don't think I would have been compelled to buy it. But that's what I really love about trying new scents because then you get something and you're like, oh, wow, like I can actually smell this burning in my home. Unlike Magician that I talked about in another episode, that one smells so much like my home that I almost don't pick up on the scent as much. But Queen is like, it's something totally different and like, it like tingles my nostrils. It's like so good. It just smells so cozy. I will say that because I have Queen as well, and there are people in my home who cannot handle the hay in Queen, mm. and it, it does flare up their sinuses. So if you're someone who is sensitive to specific scents, specific to like sinus-related stuff, 
Queen may not be the candle for you, but I will say that I ordered that candle only because of you. I would not have bought it myself because when I reached out to you and said, which candles from Net should I pick? You pick, you told me about Chai Milk and, and Queen. And you told me if I could only get one, then I should buy Queen because it was so intricate and so interesting. And I was looking at it like this was the last one on my list of candles to pick. This was not at all one like that I was thinking of and I bought it and I'm so happy I did because it is one of my favorites. And when no one's in the house and I know that they're not going to be in the house for a while, it's a candle that I light, but it is a candle that I have to be careful about who I light it around for sure. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because when we talk about like our favorite fragrance notes, like I know I'm always going to like it, like a woodsy masculine yes. leaning scent, like, which is like magician. And I really like magician. And as soon as I lit it, I was like, oh yeah, this just like smells like my home. Like this smells like a scent I'd wear. This is like very in my wheelhouse and I really like it. But I almost like Chai Milk and Queen more because they like stand out more. Yeah. They're scents that I wouldn't normally pick. They're scents that aren't similar to any other candles in my collection. And that's what I'm liking more and more lately. Like the scents that like surprise me. Yeah. I think that what's great about less expensive candle companies like Otherland is that if you spend $36 on your candle, it's, it's a hit if you don't like it. Like it's like, oh man, I just spent $36 and I don't really like this candle. But if you spend $78 on a candle from Net and you don't like it, that's an even bigger hit. And so I think mm-hmm. that nailing down your your scent profiles is really important because once you know what you like, I mean, you can buy if you don't know what you like yet from Net either. There's only ever been one candle from Net that I've not been a fan of. And it was still a good candle. I just, it's not my favorite scent. So Wait, was it Gallica it Rose? Yeah, it's Gallica Rose. Yeah. I, I liked it, but it wasn't. You, I like that you took a risk on a rose knowing that you don't like rose. Yeah. And so that's a candle that like when I move to London, I won't bring that with me. I'll probably sell it if I can. But most of their candles I've liked. So I think that they're worth the risk, but that's because I've invested in them a couple of times. And out of like the six or seven candles that I own from Net, Gallica Rose is the only one that I don't like, right? What's the third candle from Net that you, it was Magician, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Magician. Okay. I feel like those are all good fall scents. Yeah, I honestly think I like Queen and Chai Milk more, which is surprising. And probably not what I would have said like year one of me reviewing candles and liking candles. I think I only like them better now because they're surprising to me and they're like very unique scents that aren't similar to anything else in my collection. Yeah. It's really funny because I, every time we record an episode of candle chats, I look through my candles to find a candle to burn. That's like different than the candle that I burned last week. Right. (laughs) And every single time I pull out a candle that's really, really similar in notes to the, you know, Frank Ritz notes, the candle that I was burning the week before. So I think what's really great about Net is that I have a couple of candles that are not, they're not fragrance notes that I would pick up by nature, but I'm trying really hard to, to not talk about them because I talk about them so much. <laughs> I mean, they really just, they're that bitch. They're they are. They it's are. because... You and I both really care about having complex scents Mm -hmm. and we care about having clean candles and they do both of those masterfully. Yeah. They really do. I think that a lot of times you see compromising in something and the only thing that Net has compromised on is the price. But they have to. In the sense that they know that they're going to miss out on a 
certain chunk of people because mm-hmm. of their price point. Not that they've... Yeah, it is, they're cost prohibitive. Cost yeah, prohibitive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cost prohibitive. And just to like harp on this for one more second, <laughs> the difference between a net candle and like Otherland is Otherland, the owner is sitting down with the different fragrance notes. Maybe she has a team and they're coming up with like different interesting fragrance notes that they like, which is great. And they're coming out with like a lot more collections than net. Like they have like a collection for every season and then they'll do like specialty one-off kind Mm -hmm. of collections. And they're able to do that because it's like their team doing that with net. They're partnering with master perfumers. And what I mean by that is like somebody well known in the fragrance industry, somebody that makes colognes and perfumes and they're taking their years and years of expertise and creating a very unique scent profile for a candle. And like that just comes with a high price point. It does. Yeah. I mean, and you talk about how like paying for experience and expertise is a cost in and of itself. Like Mm -hmm. when I started as a designer, I charged a certain price for freelance work. And now that price is more than doubled. So it, it is experience and quality that you get when you not, not to say that Otherland doesn't have quality, but it's like Ashley saying, Otherland is a great candle created by people who have an obsession with candles mm-hmm. and they have really interesting scents and really interesting fragrance notes. And I adore Otherland. But if you're looking for a candle that is going to be like you only buy one candle a year and that's the candle that you burn all year long net that's who I would recommend if somebody asked me Diane you know like I only buy one candle and I keep one candle in my house until I burn it and then I buy another one which candle do I buy you buy a net candle that's what I would say yeah it's like with anything as your interest grows in a certain topic you get to know it better and better and then you seek out these unique experiences Mm -hmm. and with net it's a more unique experience yeah a hundred percent the experience is one like I, the fact that they even got me to buy a rose candle to begin with was, you know, a huge get, like seriously. But yeah, I mean, it's also like, if you're new to candles, I wouldn't say like, go get a net. Like I would say, get a sample pack from someone or go to a store and smell a bunch of different things. That's the way to do it. Net is something that you get for somebody that really loves fragrance and like really loves candles and has tried a bunch. It's not for somebody who's just getting into it. That's what I'll say. And now, now we can move on. So sorry, we harped on that a little long, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's worth it because I don't want people to listen to this. And like, if you're just getting into scents or you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm just starting out with my candles and like, I want a really good one. Oh, now I'm going to go buy a net. You might not be ready for it. And I don't mean that in a pretentious way. I mean that just in a realistic way, like work up to it. So you really enjoy it. And if you want a, like a scent with a good cold throw, a good solid heated throw, Otherland is a great one with really good scent complexities. Like Mm -hmm. if you want a rose candle that when you walk by it, you go, what is that smell? Like Ashley's talking about, they have a Sriracha rose candle that will literally blow your senses. Like you just... It is so interesting. And that candle is $36. It's smaller than the net candle by a little bit. And the vessel is not like handmade by a really great ceramicist, but it's a good quality candle with really good scent complexity and the throw is good, you know? And so it's just like level up, you know, take your time leveling up, find out what you like. You can get like clean burning candles that are made with quality ingredients at a lower price point. 
while you're looking to figure out what you enjoy. And now we're going to get into some of our listener fall picks. I asked you guys over on our candle chats, Instagram, what you're lighting this fall. And here are some of your answers. Kim really likes Otherland kindling and Jesse. Yeah. Kindling is one of my favorite ones. It has that like kind of like campfire esque thing. It's just like so instantly cozy and it's a really great one to light when it's raining outside. Yeah, I agree. I layer it too with other candles from Otherland. I never knew you were like so into layering candles. I feel like I never do that. I am. I am. It depends though. Like if the like net candles, I don't usually layer, but because they're too, too complex. Jesse's favorite fall pick is an other land candle as well. It's Berkshire's granola, which is also from the Homestead collection. That's a really good candle too. If you haven't tried it, super interesting scent complexity. It's a little sweet. There. Yeah. I would call it a gourmand candle. So it's not mm-hmm. one that I reach for all the time, but it is one that when I lit it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I I feel I, like that would be a good layered one with one yeah. that's like really woodsy or something. Yes, I agree To balance that. out that sweetness. Yeah, and then we have Ashley. She really likes PF Candles apple picking. I like that one too. It's definitely like sweet and like very apple forward, but it's nice. Really? I love apples in fall. Interesting. I bet that would make for a good layered candle as well. Mm-hmm. So Emma's... Favorite fall candle is a Boy Smells Copal Phantom candle. Um, This is one that's new to me. I think I've been out of the Boy Smells game for a while. I haven't smelled this one. Ashley, have you smelled this one? I haven't either. So it makes me want to. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sarah really likes Diptyque Amber. Just the name of that one. I feel like that is a perfect fall one. So La Candle Obsessed's favorite candle for fall is Lafco Fudaboy. Fudaboy. Have you heard John Mayer's? thing on that no I have not (laughs) I know he's kind of been like canceled because of Jessica Simpson's like memoir or whatever but he is really funny he just is um and on his Instagram before when he used to like go on and be funny on Instagram he doesn't really do this anymore but he is obsessed with um Diptyque's candle or however you say it, same name as the Lafco one. But he was like, he brings them on tours and I think he even has it. I don't know what it's called when celebrities have that like list of must haves that need to be in their like green room. He oh, has it on there. Yeah. A writer. Yeah. He has the Diptyque one on there, That's hilarious. but he would did like all these Instagram stories where it was like, this candle's for the boys. So he was like reading it, like instead of for the bois. He was reading it like for the boys. So he was like, this candle is absolutely for the boys. That's and it was so funny. Yeah, my friend and I would send it to each other all the time. It was so funny. He used to be so funny on Instagram. Yeah, and then everybody found out he was a dick. Yeah, so disappointing. But anyway, anytime I see that though, I'm like, for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I do, I really like that scent too. In both Lafco and Diptyque, it's like very, it's kind of like a firewood kind of scent. Okay. It's like yeah. a fancier Otherland kindling. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's a good one. And then Allie has told me about New Savant for so long. I think it's like a YouTuber or somebody that's like kind of an influencer or something made a candle brand called New Savant. And she said that she really likes the usual and Harvest Table. I've never tried this company, but I really want to. Okay. Maybe this is a company that we um, try together. Yeah. This is, this is like, this podcast is really enabling the candle purchases. Mm, That one is high on my list to try. Yeah. So top of my list for candles that I want to try that I'm like, 
have my carts ready, but haven't hit placed order, but like might because of this podcast are new savant also Harlem candle company. I've never tried them and I know I'll like them. Yeah. Like, I just know I will. And I don't know why I haven't tried them. They seem pretty accessible in their price points. I think they're like $48. That's another one. And hotel lobby because so many people talk about hotel lobby. I really want to try them too. And I think again, they're around like 50 bucks. So yeah, those are like three at the top of my list that I really want to try. Are there any that you want to try that you've been like eyeing? <laughs> yeah. So I actually have like a list of tabs open all <laughs> Me the too, always all, all the time. And I'm just going to go through them real quick. Harlem Candle Co. is one that I've been looking at because we've got, we had a couple of people who have recommended them. Also really interested in Flamingo Estate because every time I mm. like search for a specific candle, Flamingo Estate comes up. And so either Flamingo Estate has just like gotten really good at targeting me or they've got some interesting candles within my like wheelhouse. And I'm then I'm pretty sure they only have three. I mean, and then the last one is DS and Durga. And I know that you've tried DS and Durga and you've had mixed reviews about DS and Durga, but I actually bought one of their candles because I've been, like I told you all, I've been trying to branch out into like candles that I like normally wouldn't buy, but I'm trying them. And I actually bought a candle. It's on the way. It's called the Breakfast Highlands candle. And I bought this because it's supposed to be like breakfast in Scotland and I'm on my way to the UK. So we're going to try it out and I'm going to decide if I'm going to like the, the scent of early mornings in the UK. <laughs> okay. So I've tried, I think at least three candles from DS and Durga and I have the same issue with all of them is that they smell slightly astringent okay. and they just smell too fake for me. They smell like perfumey. Got it. So they're not my favorite, but I am very intrigued. I love their packaging. I love the vessel shape. I love the artwork. I mean, I would try more. This, I just don't want to, I'm leery to spend more money on, on them. Just listen to the, the description of this candle and tell me if it's not a candle that is intriguing, but like not one that you would normally buy. It's a fortifying meal among rolling Heather Hills, peaceful locks and pure Highland air. And the top notes are oats, scotch marmalade and Heather honey, middle notes of heart biscuits, strong tea and toast. And then the base notes are hay smoked things and gorse which i don't know what gorse is but you know it's very interesting toast is in there toast i can't wait for you to get this maybe something that we can do is like we can do like initial thoughts like just opening new candles and like smelling them and mm, like mm -hmm. reviewing the cold throw and whether we like it or not and that can just be like a fun thing anytime we get new candles that can be like a segment we do or like maybe like yeah. a special episode or something i think that's a good idea i think i really love the idea of sending each other candles that are not in our real house but obviously that costs money so we're gonna have to like put a price limit on it yeah also we like have the same scent preferences but anyway, I hope you guys have found this helpful. I hope you found a new fall candle that you're willing to try and then let us know what you think. We are posting weekly on our candle chats account on Instagram, and that's where we're doing our crowdsourcing to like get your listener picks and get your suggestions. So please give us a follow over on Instagram at candle chats. You can follow me at Ashley Hosmer. You can follow Diane at Diane Zeiss. Yeah. And to that end, if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please give us a follow and a review. Reviews are so important to podcasts because that is where podcasts either live or die. Also, I just, from a personal standpoint, I love reading the reviews that you guys write. You know, I just love really hearing nice. what your opinions are. 
It means so much. And then if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at candlechats at gmail.com. On next week's episode, we're going to talk all about candle sales because this will be releasing the week of Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So if you are a candle brand and you're having a sale, message us over on our Instagram at candle chats or send us an email. And if you're somebody who's preparing to buy some candles, either as gifts or for yourself in this upcoming season, Hold tight. We're going to get you as many candle sales as possible for this next episode. Yeah, I'm going to be reaching out to my candle maker friends and being like, hey, you have any promo codes coming? Give us the details. And that's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. And guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much. We're so thankful for all of our listeners. And just remember to be kind. And trim your wicks. <laughs>